Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. You're listening to Buffalo Shots Podcast. Hello again and welcome to another Horror Shots Podcast with me, Casey. Of course, this episode is brought to you by the lovely people over at MorbidlyBeautiful.com. If you love horror entertainment in any way, shape, or form, be it movies, TV shows, books, comics, whatever, then check out MorbidlyBeautiful.com. They have interviews, they have reviews, retrospectives, all sorts of different articles and content going up there daily. Daily! I'm talking Multiple things going up every single day. Multiple things, not just one thing. Generally, multiple things are going up there. So go check them out right now. Now, if you have been listening the past couple of weeks, you will indeed know that I have been working on a new project. Yes, it is a scary story podcast. So if fact isn't really your thing, you're not a huge fan of this sort of stuff, then go check out By the Candle's Light. The link will be in the description Season 1 is on there, featuring a noir-style detective tale that you can check out right now. New content for By the Candle's Light should be up relatively soon, so keep an eye on that feed. I've had a lot of fun doing that, so I can't wait for you to hear it. Other than that, there's not a whole lot to talk about other than the podcast itself today. Of course, we are continuing on with our adventure through the eerie United States. Today's stop brings us to the D's. Officially, I guess there are three D states, but considering the one is broken up into two, north and south, we will get to those at N and S, respectively. So today we are taking the trip to Delaware. And what's in Delaware? Besides it being a very, very old state, one of the first that became a state and was colonized, we're taking a look at a very specific spot called Lums Pond State Park. This is the largest freshwater pond in Delaware. It's nearly 1,800 acres, located near Bear in Newcastle County. And the park centerpiece, Lums Pond, encompasses about 200 acres as well. It was designed in 1963 as a sort of spillway or an impound for Chesapeake and Delaware canals, but has since grown into a large state park where you can do anything in the recreational sense from camping to fishing, hiking, Any sort of fun you want to have in the summer, you can do there in those activities, and it's open during the winter. So if maybe ice fishing is your thing, or cross-country skiing, maybe even some snowshoeing, this is the place for you, if you're in Delaware, or in and around Delaware. But of course, something that is this old, we're talking going back on privately owned at least a couple hundred years, we have to talk about the dark history that is also accompanied with it. Now back in the 1870s, something happened in Lum's Pond. Well, what was that tragedy, you may be asking? Well, it all starts with a young girl. Her age is unverified, and it was never really reported. This was going back in the 1800s, so, you know, again, reporting and record-taking may not have been top-notch. But the story goes that there was a young girl who, for whatever reason, decided it was her time to leave home. And by young girl, I mean 
most likely prepubescent, preteen, at the oldest, I would say. Perhaps it was a spat with her parents. Maybe she just decided she could do better off on her own in the wilderness, make a name for herself. Any countless reasons could happen for a child wanting to run away from home. However, she did so. And this was in the late fall, maybe even early winter, when she decided it was time to go. Without so much as even packing a bag, she took off. As she trekked on, eventually she decided that she needed to find some shelter. Now being in the 1800s, I can imagine much of the state was pretty bare in terms of population or civilization. I'm sure there were towns established, of course, but in between there's probably a lot of farmland and wooded areas. Lum's Pond sprung to mind. It offered everything she needed. It had water, it had trees for shelter, and she could build probably her own little hideaway with a bunch of sticks and leaves and whatnot. I'd imagine people were more resourceful back then than they are today. If I got lost in the woods and didn't have my phone, well, I'd be dead. But not somebody back in the 1800s, not presumably anyway. But for the sake of the story, she knew what she was doing, and she decided that was a good place to stop. Unfortunately, she wasn't the only one with that idea. At some point during her journey, she came across, presumably, again, a male. Now, whether this was a local resident, or if this was a transient on his way to nowhere, he came across this young girl, and he proceeded to rape her, and then he murdered her. He left her body in the middle of the trail for all to see. He didn't attempt to hide it or cover it up. And it wasn't even long until she was found. Presumably a few hours after she had left, she was found in that state. It didn't take long, but we can only assume that it was a very painful and traumatic experience for the young girl. Even worse was that the killer was never brought to justice. He was never found. He was never identified, which is the perfect origin story for a haunting. Naturally, without closure, her spirit remained. Even to this day, there are countless reports of people hearing wailing and crying and screams of agony and fear and terror and horror as they pass through certain spots of the trail. Rumor also does have it, and this kind of feeds into the legend that she was killed precisely where the walking trail intersects with one another, right in the middle. They didn't try to go around it, they didn't even try to hide the fact that there was a murder there. It adds to the allure, apparently. And if you do find yourself walking there by yourself, maybe even in the middle of the day, especially near the winter, or even close to the docks, you hear it more. You hear her screams, you hear her cries. And that's a terrifying thought. Granted, the murderer would be long dead by now, but there's no saying he was ever brought to complete justice, at least not in the eyes of this young girl's spirit. There is a chance that he died a very painful and excruciating death himself, but unless the spirit is aware of that, then there's a good chance it will remain forever. And that's her prerogative. But she is not the only spirit to inhabit the Lums Pond State Park. There is a mill that resides on the land, and it has so for as long as the land has been owned. And the land was eventually transferred to Delaware in 1966 as a historic monument by the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. There's a mill house, as I mentioned, on there, and there have been reports that the mill house runs. Of course, it hasn't been functional in over a hundred years. But that hasn't stopped people from seeing workers present, running the mill, churning whatever mills churned back in the day, running completely as it would when it was operational. 
Now, of course, upon further inspection, no workers were ever found, and the machinery hadn't ever been used. Well, at least recently, anyway. Workers were just stuck in their loop, doing what they did day in and day out while they were alive. It's all they knew. Now, Lum's Pond also features part of the Underground Railroad. And as we all know, the Underground Railroad helped slaves escape slavery. But it doesn't go without tragedy. Apparently, a lot of the people who were traveling via the Underground Railroad got lost in Lum's Pond State Park. And it is said that their souls and spirits still wander through the trees during the day, during the night, looking for their way to freedom, not knowing that they died years and years prior. Again, it's a sad story, but when have you ever heard of a happy ghost story? There aren't many out there. And apparently visitors to the park can still see these spirits running around, looking for their way out, calling for each other, calling for help, to this day. Now, the story featuring the young girl in the 1870s has been misconstrued or even turned into an urban legend of sorts. There have been rumors that in the 1970s, a young hitchhiker, again unnamed, unknown, undocumented, got picked up on the road by a stranger. Friendly, helpful stranger who in turn kidnapped her, murdered, and raped her. Maybe even in that order. Her body was apparently found on a stream bed near the swamp forest hiking trail. And again, like the original story, her killer was never found or brought to justice. You can still hear her crying as well. Now, perhaps there were two accounts of this, one in the 1870s and one in the 1970s. That means maybe we can look forward, quote-unquote forward, to another one in the 2070s. It's a possibility. Maybe there's a curse on the park where every hundred years somebody has to die. A young woman lost on the road to wherever she wants to go looking for help, and just winds up dead. Again, this is one of those states that doesn't have its own personal urban legend, not like, say, a Bigfoot or a Loch Ness Monster or the Dark Watchers of California. It was a little bit difficult trying to find something that would take us on a nice journey. Lum's Pond was the closest one that I really found worthy of this podcast. There was another one that I toyed with. It was called The Catman of Long Cemetery, but there wasn't a whole lot of details. And I can run by that one very quickly. There was a man who took care of the cemetery, a caretaker, if you will. And he eventually died, and he loved cats. And when he died, it was reported that his spirit, holding some cats, would wander the cemetery. At least that's the version I heard. And that's pretty much it. There was no tragedy, really, that befell him. There wasn't a group of kids who found him weird and decided to murder him or something along that line. From what I understood, it was just a guy who died in the cemetery and was buried in the place that he took care of. Again, nothing crazy, nothing special, just a weird little tale. And because it had the name Catman, it sounded like, ooh, maybe it's a cryptid, maybe it's something I've never heard of in the monster world. But no, sadly not. So unfortunately, that does bring us to the end of this episode. I know it was a very short one today, but I just couldn't string together enough information on Delaware for you. I really wish something would really pop out, but it didn't. So I guess we have next week to look forward to, and that's Florida. Now, if anybody knows Florida, there's got to be some crazy stuff, and I found the perfect thing, and I'm very excited for the Florida episode. I've been following this creature for a long time, and that's a hint. It does feature a creature. So until next week, when we find out just what that is.